Welcome back to the A's and D's podcast. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about dating. And a question which I pose to the girls is, what does dating actually mean to you? Because I think there's a lot of different steps in modern day dating. So at what point would you categorize yourself as dating someone? For me, it's... um... If I'm dating someone, one person, then there's the concept of exclusivity. Um, but I see dating as, as you said, it's, it's multi-layered. So at the beginning, I could be dating multiple people. But when it comes to the one person, I believe in exclusivity. Uh, like you're not hooking up with anyone else. Um, I would expect us to be getting to know each other. And in the modern day sense, that would mean a lot of going out, a lot of doing activities together, going to restaurants, uh, going to a bar, you know, even being in a park, just spending time together um that has been like planned and is well organized um yeah so you're saying you can't date two people at once then yeah but that would be the first step i can yeah at the very beginning but if i'm talking about one person so which one's dating both of them existing for me but one is at a different point um to me dating is whereby you can date more than one person not the exclusivity aspect of it um you're getting to know every single person to see which one's the right fit so that you can carry on with that person and then it eventually becomes a relationship. But for me, that that's what it means. But when you carry on with just that one person, are no, you still dating? No. So that's that's that? at the point where we need to be exclusive and we are in a relationship. Oh, I see. So I definitely agree with the first part. That's how I would approach it. But when it becomes one person, in my opinion, it then becomes exclusive dating. I'll, I'll call it a relationship. Um, I'm, I'm slightly different. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, so the way I see it is if I'm seeing multiple people, I would just see it as seeing people like, I know some people might be like, but you're going on dates. So that's dating. But to me, I'm like, mm, I don't really classify it as that. I see it as we're just seeing each other. We're just like literally getting to know each other type of thing. And if I'm doing that with multiple people, I don't see it as actually dating. To me, dating will be if we're exclusive and then we start sort of like getting, we're like properly getting to know each other and trying to go, go into the stages of a relationship. That's how I see it. I would say that I'm the complete flip reverse of that. So for me, dating constitutes as more than one date. That can be as many people as in the world. But when I go on one date with someone, I went on a date. But when I'm continuously dating people, I'm dating this person, I'm dating that person. And when it comes to seeing someone, that's me dating one person for an extended period of time. I'm just seeing them. That's before we've had the exclusivity chat that changes what we are. When I'm just seeing somebody for a long time, I'm seeing them. And that is like, it's a bit more serious because maybe I've cut ties with the other people I'm dating because I count dating as the actual dates. But you're still, but you're still going on dates with that one person as well, even if you're seeing them but there's only one but i don't know if they're being exclusive with me yet so i'm i'm seeing them i to me i'm seeing that person one person are you see are you seeing them exclusively then for yourself are you have you decided to cut everyone else out yes but i wouldn't tell them (laughs) (laughs) fair enough i think yours is now the complete it's the opposite of what basically what mine is because i see the other way around um I don't know, you know, I feel like the concept of dating doesn't actually exist in my head. I feel like we are hooking up and then maybe we'll get into a relationship and then we start dating. Then we go and get married. That's it. <laughs> that's interesting. Can you dig that's it? it. <laughs> no, you honestly, that that's it. Because you're hooking up. Yeah, you're going on a date, da, 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 whatever. Um, but I feel like we're not dating until we're actually in a relationship. So when we're in a relationship, I'm exclusively dating one person. That's when I, I would say I'm now dating you. Then it moves on to marriage, of course. I think that speaks a lot to your game, Dana, that you don't have the nuances. Because I ain't got the time dating. What do you mean? <laughs> you think I want to have the time? <laughs> yeah, so in my experience, I've gone on dates with people. It's been for a very short time. Um, and then... I would be in a relationship. I'm very much like a relationship person. Um, I won't have like 10 people lined up at the same time. Personally, I don't think I can even juggle it. I feel like this is too much. It's too exhausting. Um, But I like the relationship when it gets serious. And I'm in a relationship and that's good for me. Now we are dating. Uh, Whereas my experience is the total opposite. (laughs) I've 
been in a relationship in the past, like many, many years ago. Um, <laughs> and even that took a while for me to get into because I guess I was seeing people in the middle, seeing what happened to that. And then if it was good, it became exclusive. If not, that's why, yeah, I wouldn't have had a partner. Um, and I was enjoying that see that aspect of being able to see someone for different reasons like yeah you do hook up but some people you ha- you're more intimate with some people you can see for a lot longer because there's a little bit more um of a relationship built up there but it doesn't necessarily mean they end up being your boyfriend as we all know um but <laughs> i like the dating concept because there are multiple nuances and i enjoy all of those like there are some people who there won't be a future partner but in that moment in that time in your life you can see them and have a great time and have all these great memories um so that's what I love about it. But mine's yeah. completely opposite to Dana in the sense that I have longer periods in between before I even get into a relationship. And I've only been in one. So Yeah, I feel like I feel like Miss Nelking, I think yes, you can go out with someone and you can have fun. Um, but we are not dating, don't get mistaken. We are just <laughs> having fun. <laughs> that's the word. Um I think it's quite interesting that you enjoy the nuances of dating, Anne, because as somebody who's not been in a long-term relationship, maybe it, because I've done it so much, um, it's very draining. Like it's a lot of, it's a lot of games, even though, even if you try not to play games, you're in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think dating is incredibly complicated, especially now. Like there's a way to play things, there's a way to do things. There's a level of honesty that you need to restrict. Like it is, it's very, very tiring. So for me, yes, I do enjoy those funny bits, but I think people wasting time. So even though it's like, yeah, I love going on this date, but I think if, think about it as more than one day. If you invest three months in somebody and then it's like, that was a great period of time. I really like to think about it like it would be that, but realistically. A lot of the things I am talking about, though, are pre-app experiences like uni. um, And I think they're a little bit, they're a little bit different, like, I had experiences where I was at uni and someone would be calling me in London on my house phone and we were getting on. That person didn't become my boyfriend, but, you know, they booked a trip for us to go to France together. We spent a lot of time together and that was a good time for me. Yeah, they didn't become my boyfriend. I considered myself dating them and in a way we were dating kind of exclusively. Um, It didn't work out, which is fine, but we had a good time and that was because there was no apps. We were having a real human connection and there was no time to waste. There was no, like, different pings from five different apps to respond to so you can put basically we had the time to put into each other although quick question so much about this relationship um was there ever a time where it was ever suggested were you in sync would you say no not necessarily and that was because i left uni so it got more difficult with the distance so i think it's different then if you have if you want different things do you know what i mean so i think it's easy to look back on something say you didn't want the relationship and then you had a good time with them. You're in the position of power. But they might not reflect on it in the same way. No, we spoke. They agreed. You know, because I moved from uni. It didn't work out. But we still saw each other for a bit. And then things fizzled. What I'm saying is that time-wasting aspect became more prevalent after apps were introduced. Mm. We didn't waste each other's time. You know, if someone's calling my house phone and they're at uni, they're putting time into me. Mm. And I think that idea of investing in someone, even if you are just dating, like, we weren't labelled... And that person still did this, and I did the same. Uh, but now it's become like, you know, we don't have a label, therefore, can I be bothered? Um, that's why I enjoy the nuances, more so then. But I can understand what you're saying now about three months, you're swiping for ages, and then you're seeing this person, and then they ghost. It's just out of order, and it's just, it, it, it speaks to the culture of today. Um, and because people can ghost that quickly, this is why I don't think it's dating there's no way i can even give it i think the dating level is so prestige for me to put it onto someone that is gonna ghost me within a week do you know what i mean no we were not dating we saw each other maybe so that goes back to my point of where i said that at the beginning i'm just seeing you like we're not actually physically dating like with all the reasons that you that um everybody has said and also like um having to have the same conversations with the same people with different people just gets really tiring so yeah so when you say seeing them you mean even if you go on a date i'm just seeing you yeah Yeah. when i say date, i'm talking like dinner and kind of thing yeah Yeah. we're just saying we're just going to see how it goes i saw you so then and that's if we go by docus's definition cooler's definition I saw a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, I saw a did lot. you not see them well, physically? <laughs> to be honest, I feel like I don't have that much of a dating history. I have had one 
relationship maybe one when I was 16 as well which was months long but in terms of like before the relationship I have now I saw maybe a couple people and then before that I had a year relationship and then prior to that I had a relationship as well so that sounds like a lot what's going on no, um, and I didn't think of it we didn't date it was like oh I saw them they like me boom we're together school. yeah I saw them at school we're together <laughs> like I don't remember even having a conversation about oh um are we exclusive do you get what I mean like mm. today I feel like you really need to have that conversation but before then, it was like, it was assumed. We're together, just me and you. That's how I see it anyways. Does anyone have any worst and best dates uh, that you can let our listeners in on? Well, one of my favorite dates, which is, yeah, it's made it to the top list because it was an unexpected favorite and I wasn't in a place where I thought I was even going to be on a date. So um, I went to Cuba to visit my best friend. She'd been living there for a bit, studying abroad. And um, she was seeing someone before I got there. So they were going on this date and, you know, obviously I joined. So she was like, oh, you can come with us. And she must have told her date, my friend's going to be there. And what happened in that scenario is that then this person she was going to see brought along a friend which is you know it's the norm we do it in the UK mm. uh, if you're in a bar and then you're going to meet someone they bring that extra friend and they're not usually good looking and you might hook up at the end of the night but you don't really like each other that's what my idea is um so we turn up and we head to the outskirts of Cuba to this like secluded beach area mm. and she so she meets her guy and then this guy's standing there looking at me um like he's such a sweet guy honestly like looking really excited as if we'd already met before um i remember his name was hanoi i won't forget it capital of vietnam um and he's just like very warming so i didn't feel like oh god i'm being left alone with this weirdo um so already a good start to the day and then next thing he leads me onto a horse and carriage um so you've never met me and you're basically paying for someone to ride along uh ride have us ride along towards the beach um so when I entered into this horse and carriage, he also then we're having this chat and he told me that he'd cooked a meal ready for when we kind of sat on our little secluded spot on the beach. Um, and this is just like the weirdest thing because I've just met him. And also I'm separate from my friend. So she's like doing a two meter COVID style distancing with her <laughs> date. And I'm here with my date and his fully cooked meal. Um, so when we got out of the horse and carriage, he actually carried this massive pot. And I was like, dude, oh um, to God. find the perfect spot. Like he was very clear on the fact that he wanted us to be, he wanted me to be comfortable and he wanted to like put down something so that like I wouldn't get loads of sand on me there wouldn't be sand in the food and he had like um Havana rum ready wow and we were drinking a lot of rum that holiday so I was like nailed it nailed it you know that I, was sounds, tick, I was ticking the boxes that sounds like something straight out of of a movie I know and right? also I'm thinking what was your friend doing was her date as nice as were they also going in the Hosan carriage or was uh, it just you two maybe they're on the fourth fifth date so I don't know he wasn't uh, I didn't see him pulling out as many stops <laughs> um but I'll never forget that date that's really good for someone to do like is on the first date especially someone that doesn't know you mm. and um they're basically like, just tagging along as mm, well yeah. Do you, think, do you think that's something to do about cultures? Because obviously here, you wouldn't really find someone doing that for you, you know? I feel like they would do like a host and courage here for you, but they would have to be like proper rich, right? Not even just that. Maybe, yeah, proper rich. And sometimes when you're in a relationship already. Yeah. That's mm. more likely to happen than when you're dating. So yeah, it could be, it could be a sentiment to their culture because they're very, um, on this date, I realized he's very romantic, which wasn't, mm. isn't typical of English men or British men. Anyone who grew up in England. <laughs> yeah, um, that's very true. Uh, we're a little bit more play it cool, play some games, you know, don't say all your feelings at once. Mm. Um, this guy was just like, you know, in the first half an hour, 40 minutes, he was, he was having a good time and he was letting me know. He was very tactile. He was very like, you know, wants to take care of me, wants to make sure I'm like, when I'm coming out of the water, that I'm, I'm dry. Like it was very, very so romantic. It was even beyond me. I was a bit like, wow, this is hard to process. Um, mm. But yeah, it made it into my top, top 10 dates because he didn't have to do all that i didn't expect it as well but i will never forget it mm. i think i think that goes like just an example when we went to jamaica the men literally could fall in love with you in two seconds do you get what i mean <laughs> that's something to do with cultures over there in comparison to what we have here in england we like to play games whereas over there they're very much like 
um, very forward and they tell you what it is straight up. And it kind of seems so surreal, like, oh, because of what, because of our experience, it seems like, oh, this guy's actually playing games. <laughs> it's weird, you know? You flip it over. Yeah. And it's like the English dating standards are the norm, where it's like mm. you're used to those games and anything that sways away from that is a game yeah but it's kind of weird because the way they're acting is basically what we expect men to be like mm. but when we actually receive it um we sort of like we're doubting it that oh Sounds is familiar. this yeah is this true <laughs> type of thing but that's what in your when you think about the type of man you want that's the type of man you want mm-hmm. yeah i mean no one's ever pulled up a horse and carriage from me first of all i think i would be scared to go on a horse anyway but um one of my really good dates that i've been on um this was back in the day. It was such a nice day. I remember it. Um, so I was living in Spain at the time. And this guy that I went on a date with, he came up, picked me up. Um, we went for a drive up in the hills and the mountains. And you could see like, because um, it's so high up, you could see like the clouds over the mountains. And it was just beautiful. Um, and we went up to a small city called Ronda, which is very hilly very country um with fantastic views um and we watched you know flamenco dancers we ate lots of food we did a lot of touring it was very it was such a simple day but because i had never been to this place before i didn't even know it existed it was just breathtaking and and the company that i had it just kind of like topped everything up so i think your kind of like best dates are influence a lot by the people that you're with obviously if you're with someone who's disrespectful and you're on like you know a horse and courage kind of like beach secluded date or you're up touring like a small city it, it's kind of not the same it would easily turn into your like worst dates so true yeah dana what you described is exactly what i had um so it was a really unexpected date we decided to meet on the day he took me to this beautiful french restaurant in chelsea um, it was all candlelit. I got champagne on arrival when I got to the door and I said my Damn. name. I was like, wow, <laughs> okay. And I was quite a bit younger as well. I feel like I was 22. So my caliber of dates was quite low. Like I was used to people being like, oh, do you want to go for a drink with me in the pub? Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't used to that level of like sophistication. Mm-hmm. So I was even more impressed. And then when I saw the date, I was like, oh, I'm kind of feeling you. Like this is great. Um, then we sat down, we had like starters, he gave all his recommendations, um, the food was really good, flowing wine, great conversation, until he started talking about how much he loves black people, and I was like, what? No, no, <laughs> I know, this is red one flag. of many, many red flags. Um, then he was like, I love black people, like I love even black old men, black women, mm-hmm. um, just black people are nicer, and I was like, what? Um, for some context he is a white italian male um <clears throat> but yeah it sounds like a fetish yes like he's mm-hmm. living exactly. out then he introduced me to the chef um who was an old black man and i was like i just don't <laughs> understand the relevance <laughs> so he did he introduced me to him and i was kind of like oh well thank you for making the food but what <laughs> but yeah he was just showing me more examples of black people he loves and i was like okay then um then when we leave the restaurant he proceeds to try and pick me up. And not like, I like being picked up. Don't get me wrong, I love it. But I think when someone's trying to do it for an extended period of time, it's not okay. So he wanted to lift me from this restaurant to the tube station, which is about 15 minutes. And it's like on like King's Road. So it's quite a full pedestrian road. Like, it's so embarrassing. Like 9 p.m. on a Saturday night. Like that's not all they do made in Chelsea. You're getting it wrong. Like, <laughs> I don't want this. So I let him lift me up for a couple of like strides. Then I was like trying to fight it, but just became this weird thing. And I was like, okay, fine. Get on the tube. And then he says, I love you. And I'm like, (laughs) no, (laughs) No! I actually wanted to get off. You know, when you like the doors open and you're gone. Um, But I felt like he would have come out. But yeah, he went on a whole emotional spiel about how he has no one he can talk to apart from me i was like right now we shared a bit of food i said some stuff you said some weird <laughs> stuff and now we're on the tube how does this become that i'm your only person to speak to i'm not an agony aunt um but that was my worst date but maybe one of the, the fanciest um i actually have a worst date i haven't been on some like horrible dates but i think this one is probably one that i just didn't enjoy first of all okay so i turned up really cute place 
Um, and then the first thing that this guy says to me is, I don't drink. And I was just like, oh, it's downhill from here. Ooh. I know yeah. it, 100%. <laughs> and um, not that I'm saying I have an issue with people who don't drink, by all means, but I'm saying when I'm going on a date with someone who doesn't drink and I am relying on the alcohol to give me the confidence <laughs> boost to get through this date, you Preach. can't turn up sober. Do you know what I mean? And then anyway, he was like, no, but it's all right. You can order your own drink. It's absolutely fine. I ordered my wine. Um, then, you know, we're talking, talking. The chat is kind of boring, but I don't want to be rude. So I'm, you know, enabling it. And then at the end, it's like, oh, you know, let's go back to my place. Anyway, just long story short, go back to his place. And then it was like, Ugh, yeah, you can understand where I'm going from. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just the worst experience i've i've had i think it's funny that you still followed through to go to his even yeah. though you were already I don't bored know. I was, in the I first think, like five minutes i think i was just stupid that's the only way i can put it down to <laughs> to be honest Stupidity. that sounds like normal day-to-day dating people actually end up doing that like they go on dates they're not feeling it and then they go back you to the guy's house more. you're, you're like, like maybe in a different environment <laughs> they will become <laughs> Exactly I don't think it's, the man of my dreams. I don't think it's that, but I feel like for oh not not for me. <laughs> but in general, when people do that, it's like because you know it's not going anywhere. It's just like oh, might as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's almost like it, it's easier to do it that way because you know this person's gonna be in the bin yeah, afterwards. Basically. Not that, that not that doing something or going to someone's house and kissing them means that you can't go anywhere from that. But I think if you're like already cancelling them as an option. You could get some rewards from the scenario. <laughs> also, Dana, I've had your. I don't even know how I didn't think of this. That no drinking thing. It's constant for me. People always say they do, but then suddenly when I meet up with them, they don't. The lies people tell during dating. Mm. So does that mean with all these things that we think about, you know, like potentially, even though we're kind of bored, we're like maybe I could box this person into this side. Like we could just hook up or could just be, you know, nice drinks, a bit of a kiss, and then I go home. Mm. Were your expectations of dating the same, like, when you were younger? So post-uni, um, you know, did it match that? Did you have, did you see people in those levels? Or were you expecting a lot more? Um, I think when I was younger and I was seeing people, I expected, you know, relationship, we're going to get married, we're going to have kids, this is it. Um obviously not um but i feel like my expectations actually haven't changed even to this day when i am like seeking out somebody i am looking for the long term um and when we're in a relationship i am thinking okay marriage kids live a happy life so expectations haven't changed but the experiences that i've had have just led me down to learn some hard hard lessons (laughs) that life doesn't work like that Hmm. Um, I would say not really expectations, but more of, um, I feel like what I would have sort of assumed back in the day, I can't assume that now. Cause obviously like before when we're younger, you could just date someone going about two, three dates. Obviously, you know, it's probably going to be the cinema or something dead, like bowling or something <laughs> like that. Dead. And it's actually the deadest. Don't ever take me on a I date. I would never go on a bowling like, date. It's the worst dead. thing. Why do we pay for that? <laughs> even the drink cannot even make it no, any better. Like, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's the thing. Like when I was younger, I would assume and like be expect that. Okay, after four dates, you know we're together. We are now boyfriend and girlfriend. We don't need to say it. But now in today's world, I feel like after ten dates, <laughs> that's when I need to ask you what's going on. <laughs> and I'm just thinking like that's a lot of time that we spent together. I shouldn't have to like have this discussion it should be just assumed that that's what's happening that we're together but obviously where people are very tactile and everybody's doing their own thing and people not sticking to one person and having so many different options you end up um you know like just having to question yourself and having to question what you're doing with the other person well it's like nowadays dating is like you're interviewing people that you might potentially end up with so they're interviewing you, you're interviewing them. Sadly, sometimes you you don't get the job, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I think it's like, <laughs> dark. That's an interesting wow. question. Will I ever get a job? It's the truth. It's the truth. The thing is, though, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think also there's so many different brands of like douchebag. So it's it's not good enough to have the conversation at the beginning to say, 
Are we being casual or are you dating to seek out someone, whether that be just you or other people? That, that, even if you have that conversation at the beginning, it doesn't mean anything down the line. Mm. Even 15 dates cannot get you any assumption of anything. Um, even them actually having any feelings towards you. It doesn't mean anything. Um, mm. So it's really hard. Like you only know once you've sealed the deal and you are exclusive, you are in a relationship. But before that point, nothing means anything, unfortunately. That's interesting that the labels are what kind of define what what it actually means in the dating process. You know, it's like a big grey question mark. Um, so if you had to choose, um, because we're talking about 21st century dating, so that's apps as we know them now, um, would you like that model and let it stay the same or to go back to the older traditional kind of arranged situation where you're matched to someone who, you know, has similar similar beliefs to you and who is a good match according to like your family or whatever. Um, and then, you know, the marriage is sorted out and then you date. Whoa, 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 sense. whoa. So wait, so you're not just saying somebody who I meet organically, you're talking about someone setting me up. I'm saying, yeah, the traditional mm. sense. I'm comparing two very, very, very different structures. One is, you know, it's a gray area, apps, constant talking, never ending. And the other is, it's a, it's a lot more structured and you get the title. You get the title first. This is your husband. But, you know, go for a few dates before you get married. Okay, well, uh, my answer to that is the apps, because I'm smacking that now. Um, <laughs> we've had this for a couple of years. <laughs> this is where my expertise lie. Um, I think the other one, I just don't think that that would work for me, because I want someone to choose me. I don't want it to be chosen before they know me. Um, mm. And that's really important to any kind of dating relationship scenario I have. I can't have someone just want a girlfriend. It has to be about me. Mm. And when it comes to, obviously, you say they choose the person for you and then um, you go on a few dates. Do I have the option to say no? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you do. Okay. They're, they're, you, you're going, it's kind of like, okay, you know, I'm not an expert on this. <laughs> but it's kind of like, uh, instead of the app, you have that familial figure, the, the head of the family or whatever, with your mum, whoever. And they're like, you know, here's some people we think match you from what we understand of them and your beliefs, you know. You're, you're religious, so they wouldn't not get someone religious. And it wouldn't just be just one person, but essentially by the end you'd have one. But you're saying you get the label before you start dating. That's yes. different. I think they would root through the people. So you can say no, yes. But yeah. I do think they'd be looking at more than one person mm. and then they would narrow it down to the most appropriate. Yeah, okay, you know what? I'll actually take that because it takes away the work that I have to do on these apps. <laughs> it takes away the stupid conversations I need to have with stupid people. So it takes that all away. And then obviously I just meet this one person that's potentially meant to sort of have the same values and beliefs as me. Mm. So the chances of it working out are quite high. And obviously if they're also looking for the same thing, then it does take away all this sort of noise that other people have when they're on these apps. Yeah, definitely yeah. sign me up for arranged dating. I'm yeah. up for it. I agree. It takes away... Um, you finding the people on the app, someone else is finding those people for you. So why not? The thing is that you can't, You, it's difficult because you don't ha get to trial that click, like somebody being jokes or getting your humor. You're just getting the, because your perfect partner isn't just on paper that they're religious this height um, and they've got a stable job or something. That isn't what makes any of your partners that your partners. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah, but if your parents or whatever, they find that person that matches those qualities, blah, blah, blah. You can go on the dates and then find out if they are exactly funny, yeah. they are yeah. distant. But what that, if your that. click isn't within that? So like you end up finding somebody who doesn't have one of those things. Yeah, It but doesn't have to be, as long as they've got a number of things that mm -hmm. you two can possibly talk about or a number of things that you're similar in. Yeah. It doesn't have to tick all the things that you want. Yeah, yeah. I think... I agree with a lot of those things because I think the foundation is really important. Mm. Uh, like the things that are foundational to me, like someone who is a bit of a feminist, someone who believes in the values that I have, that's so key to me that if someone found that, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm willing to see you and see how that goes ahead. I find that with dating now, sometimes I'm looking for like a vibe or a feeling that has no real word. Mm. It's like, oh, I'm looking for like this feeling and then I just have to take two steps back because I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking for. Let me just go back to my actual values because there's this thing about like almost like feeling like, whoa, that person was has to be amazing. That's why I get caught up in all the options um, because all these, the things you've said about like what guys might do, I find myself in that trap too when I'm on these apps and I'm like, mm, he was okay, but something's missing, but it's not like my values are missing and I'm just trying to work out how dating culture has gotten me into this 
undefined space where I'm looking for something that has no word. I think, um, I think also on the apps where your 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 main focus is you could be looking for like the values and stuff, but also your main focus is what do they look like? What are they presenting on the app? That literally, like you said, Miss Nalukenga, you find someone yes, take take, but then when you look at their photo and they're doing stuff, and you're probably like, mm, okay, no type of thing. But if someone chooses that person, you haven't seen them, you go on a date, and then they start taking those values, you'll forget about the way they look, and you just be like, okay, they what is it called? They actually get me and um, the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. I actually really agree with that, um, cooler because when you look back on people you dated when you were younger, like say um, secondary school or sixth form, you, I wouldn't say yes to those people on the app. If I saw them, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> but back then it was fine. I had no issue. I wasn't not attracted to them. So I think there is more to it than what you think you like based on a photo mm. or based on some witty captions. Somebody could write some trash captions, but then in real life could be great. Mm, so I think exactly. it is a bit of a hard game to play, but I still, I don't know. I think because of my experiences, having loads of options, and then still not having even two reasonable options, I need more options because the people who are, are presented to me both organically without the apps and with the apps have been just trash cans. So <laughs> so why would I not want more? I'd, I wouldn't take them away. I wouldn't take the options away. God, it sounds like we all have very, very different... Um, well, not very different. We have, we're all trying to get to the same goal, essentially, but the experiences uh, differ slightly, which makes me think like when we're watching TV shows about dating... And we're also having this conversation. Do our dating shows um, a great representation of what dating actually is? No. Sometimes. Strong no. No, I I I don't think they are an accurate representation, or even remotely close. Um, first of all, these dating shows are funded, so there's a massive budget. Um, they're scripted, secondly of all. Um, there, everything is just a, a constant setup of, of extreme success or extreme failure. So that there's no, there's no balance. Um, if I went on a bachelor, like, I don't think I'm going to have the same experiences as we've talked about our worst and best dates. <laughs> They're not what we see on TV. So I don't necessarily agree that they could represent me. First of all, have you seen the women on that TV show? They're not me. So I, I, there's no way I could think that. They are accurate to what dating should look like. Okay, well, the reason I said sometimes is because I, although they are orchestrated to an extent, I still believe they tackle some of the problems that you find in dating, regardless of the extravagance. Also, Dana, I'm pretty sure you've been flown out somewhere on a date, so <laughs> your life is looking like The Bachelor to me. Um, so I just think like a lot of the problems they incur, even in shows like Love Island, where it's like actually scripted, those situations play out. That's why we get so passionate about them because mm. we've all experienced a small element of that or like somebody relaying information slightly different, missing out the facts. All of those issues that you see on TV shows, whether they're orchestrated or not, are things that happen. That's why I don't find it so like it's a fantasy land on TV. Yes, maybe we don't all constantly have our nails and hair done or whatever, the way they look. Um, but I think some of the issues of cheating trust different love languages are things we experience in dating mm. i mean if you put it like that then <laughs> <laughs> i agree the issues 100 percent there i think the all the other stuff outside of that just doesn't seem realistic to me yeah I, i'm that's why i said uh, yeah i'm completely agreeing with you because for example couples that last after that with all their money may not have lasted if they were just working day-to-day jobs do you know what i mean yeah. mm. if you're consistently flying away together to do freaking boohoo.com shoots <laughs> you're gonna have a good time you can yeah. make it a couple months but it's yeah. just so different in the real world the one thing that irritates me about these reality david dating shows is that there's still a huge lack of inclusivity um love island we all get really excited when there's like two black girls we're like whoa and they're actually our skin tone you know and that's over the last two seasons i think of love but island. will they ever win will they even ever get a man it's like they get their scraps <laughs> the black people deserve <laughs> get their scraps that are left i'm sorry but that's the truth yeah. It is. They, um, they're making it look inclusive but really and truly we all know the guys they're choosing are not gonna choose these black girls let's be realistic like mm-hmm. also like for even- sake till 2020 it says something or 2019 whenever that happened yeah and i think the fact that we even try and include like we're just talking about women of color so they might be two in a season and we try and we're like 
okay, somebody who is like quite light skinned and then one Asian girl and it's mm. like, whoa, they, that, that's, that's enough. That's so crazy to have in a dating show. I also think like what Daphne said, um, would they pick them? Because actually episode one, regardless of the script, nobody picks the black girl. Mm. Whatever type of black mm-hmm. girl it is as well. Unless yep. it's like somebody maybe who's mixed heritage, that person gets picked by everyone. Even they have a hard time actually. True. Mm. Okay, then interesting. You're making me think about the actual dating world. Um, this might seem like a far cry from it, but I do find that with apps, um, not everyone will necessarily choose me. Um, mm. So in that case, is it mirroring the real world, even in a capital city like London? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. 100%. That's why I've said it before in previous um, podcasts, that I don't feel that white men like me because they're not choosing them on the TV shows we see. So mm. why are they going to choose me in real life? I even think like statistically based on like app research, do not quote me here, but I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure certain of this. The least swiped people are black women and East Asian men. There's never been an East Asian me- man on Love Island. They don't even bother casting that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They don't even bother. And then with the black women, they cast them, but then they give, they cut loads of their scenes and they don't get chosen. So it does mirror what's actually happening. Um, which is awful. But I guess if you had more minorities, minorities would pick minorities as well. Mm-hmm. But they don't bother with that either. So there are a lot of issues mm-hmm. that they need to tackle. And it's a very straight straight show. Like, mm-hmm. it's a very heterosexual show as well, which doesn't mirror the population. So ITV sort out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think I agree with you, Ida. I think what they need to do is just have, like, a, whole, a range of different sort of, like, uh, races within within the show. Like, don't have two black girls and then ten, black, ten white girls. Like, that's not going to work. Like, if you can sort of balance it out so, and similar with the men as well, that would sort of help and stuff, and then it would be more inclusive. Mm. Just a little, thing- just sorry, just a little bit on the heterosexual um, aspect that you said, Ida. I guess it would be difficult just because if there's like one straight girl and one straight boy, they have to go for each other. But Do you I'm get not, what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree with that. But I'm not even saying that they need to have it all in the same dating show. If they actually even had Love Island for mm. for people who were of the same orientation, whether that be by straight or like a different, yeah. like a different, but they don't bother with the funding. It's like only straight people are important. That's exactly. the issue. I'm not saying that you should just because it wouldn't work. Like you can't have like yeah. I think that's something that one of the TV shows I started doing. Um, what is it called? Are you the one? They've said yes. sort of having a separate sort of. Sh- show with various different people on the spectrum and mm. um, just putting them together to see um, who you like. Because it's like, it's, we, we act like they don't date in real life. I don't really understand why they're just like a shadow in society. <laughs> we want to watch straight people date, but then everybody else who dates doesn't exist. So when we talk about TV being the best representation, do you think if we had a more inclusive, like I guess for us, a heterosexual TV show that was more inclusive, do you feel like that would then be mirrored into the real world? Because we're saying people don't see it enough. That's why when you actually go out dating, you know, you can become fetishized. People can not choose you because you don't fit into the blonde brunette brackets. Mm. Uh, they've never met a black person. So then some <laughs> weird stuff happens and mm. then they say that they're in love with you. Um, so there's all those things. But maybe if there was more representation, you know, everyone watches TV, everyone sees what's going on. You can learn from those what you see and then, you know, maybe you would be more open. Yes, yeah. I also think it would be more accurate because a lot of ethnic people... Um, they may be mixed within their um, heritage, but different ethnics date each other because of this issue. So showing different ethnics dating each other on TV would be representative. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I agree with in terms of like, um, it would definitely make encourage people to be more open in terms of who they date. And then you, you might find people like Daffy more comfortable also dating white people because they can see that they're choosing her mm-hmm. type of thing. Exactly. It breaks down all the stereotypes, doesn't it? You'll be watching relationships and understanding that, oh my God, actually, <laughs> ethnic relationships are just like mine. Like, <laughs> Wow. Shocking. Because um, we're still talking about TV and it makes me think about, I guess in some sense, how fickle it can be. You were talking about Love Island and how it's like the girls there look completely different to how, mm. I guess, the ordinary person would look. Um, what would you say about the statement, looks don't matter? Yeah. Would you it's agree or disagree with it? <laughs> it's a lie. Yeah. I disagree. Looks don't matter. You know when people say, especially on these shows, actually, I have a problem because when they then they come on and doing their audition tapes, they always talk about, you know, I really want a girl with personality or I want a guy who has personality, da 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 da. Looks and always like maybe second or even third or even last on the bottom of, of the list. But then when they do that 
first initial meet and they have to choose, they're never going to necessarily go for a girl who's not the prettiest. Do you know what I mean? The girl, we saw this. What's her name? That girl, Amy, she got like, uh, she was, I think, I believe she was in from the beginning. She, she was not, never picked. Why? I thought looks didn't matter. But when you don't pick someone, I'm sorry, they're not giving, these girls are not giving the best answers on the planets or neither are the men. So why are you not, do you see what I'm I completely agree. Looks with you. do matter. They do. <laughs> but and I then... think in that situation where someone hasn't said anything, it's kind of hard to not go by their looks. Do you get what I mean? You don't really know what they are like, so you just have to go off by their looks. They get asked questions, so they do speak. Yeah, but they don't see. No, at the be- are you talking about the beginning of the show? Like what? Are, yeah, they don't know who they are. They haven't said anything. No, when they do the match up, like you know, when you're standing in the line, they ask you say something about yourself they're like i'm a blah 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 blah. they talk about like they give a little intro of themselves so you get a small idea this is about the show but also how your outlook on things so when watching these shows when dating you know we hear that statement a lot and there's an obsession with these shows to do blind dates and like uh get what you need not what you want um Mm. that statement kind of reminds us like I, i guess it brings us back down to earth anyway what are your opinions Okay, well, I've got a lot to say on this. Um, I think that looks do matter, not because I'm highly superficial and it's the most important thing in a relationship, but if they didn't matter, what distinguishes a friend that you get on with really well, you can spend all your time with, and somebody who you're sexually attracted to? I just want to understand, without some of that element of attraction, Mm -hmm. um, how how you'd get to that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I really struggle... To get that you, there's nothing to do with their appearance that pleases you. Mm. Um, I think people have different um, types of appearance that they like, which is why I'm saying there's no one thing that's good looking. Mm. But I do think that there's something in the way they look, you like it. Mm. I agree with you, Ida. And I think that people that do say looks don't matter are lying to themselves. Um, because the first thing that you, the first thing that you judge on a person the moment you see them is their looks. That's when you make a decision. Should I talk to them? Should I not talk to them type of thing? It's all based on their looks. But people are like, oh, personality. I'm like, stop lying. You, yeah. The reason why you're approaching them is after you've seen their face. Do you like yeah. their face? Yes. And, and I think personalities can surprise you. Like people shine through more than you would have expected. But you had that expectation based on what you saw. Yeah. yeah. And the biggest example is the apps. The first thing you see on the app is someone's picture before you even read their bio. So these apps are created with that already in mind that looks do play a part. Mm-hmm. You're not going to swipe for someone you don't find attractive. Why are you lying to yourself? Who's ever gone on a date with somebody on a dating app who just has black squares? I'm Nobody. Nobody. You wouldn't even, so you'd be thinking, why is this? You call them a weirdo for having a black square. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think um, our parents' dating life was like? I feel like it was more courting, mainly because of the time that I'm thinking of, like the 70s. Um, I don't know why I think of courting, because I, I just imagine those old TV shows uh, where the guy turns up, knocks on the door, da, 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 da. Um, very traditional roles were in play at that time. Mm. Um, I heard a few stories from my mum and dad about the fact that my dad was working really hard to woo her mm. and that would involve him, you know, being the primary like spender during the dates. And, um, as he was courting her, he'd like, um, buy, you know, buy her meals and be consistent in this dating. Like he wasn't ever thinking that I can just stop because he, you know, she's at risk. Someone else could turn up mm. and like try and woo her. Mm. And from what I heard from my mom's perspective is she was waiting to be wooed. This is why they ended up together. <laughs> and she expected him to, she said this quote, buy her heart. Mm. Um, not like throw money at her, <laughs> but like show that he cares, show he's romantic, show that he's responsible in the sense that for her responsibility is being taken care of by a man in the mm-hmm. traditional sense. Um, and, you know, feeling safe, safeguarded by him. Um, Do you reckon then they were looking for companionship and not love? I think the two K. Well, but I, it I sounds like companionship was the one that's more at the forefront of or being a provider, basically, more so than love after maybe. Yeah, but again, we live in a very Western society where love is that Disney Disney dream, isn't it? For them, they're like, okay, that, you know, let's be practical. This is what I want my life to be, and this is where I see you in in your traditional role, taking care of me. Can you fulfill this role? 
Mm. That is in itself a show of love. Yes, I completely agree with that. But I also think that we we're just because they had traditional ideals doesn't mean that they weren't still looking for the love element. So yes, on a date, it was normalised for a guy to pay, which actually for some people, even now in the UK, is still a thing. It doesn't take away from the, the foundation of the relationship they built and whatever love friendship they had when she was being asked out to start with. Um, I think it just means that if my mum was going to take it seriously, she would hope that somebody would prove these things. But I don't think it's like all of it was just because he did those aspects of their dating. I think they did fall in love in the same way we see love, but he also um, tried to show her that he loved her by treating her to these things. So I don't think it's one or the other, or one was in front. I think it comes hand in hand and it was way more normalized. Like now, um, nobody's gonna buy me like a Marc Jacobs bag. That's not necessarily what I want, if you're listening. Um, (laughs) But no one's gonna buy me a Marc Jacobs bag as a show that they can be a provider. That doesn't exist right now. Um, but it might have been more normal then and it wouldn't take away from. So if someone's broke, does that mean he can't, he doesn't love you? Because he's not providing for you or showing you that he can provide. Okay, guys, the word provider is so different back then. I I knew my dad wasn't raking all the money in. Yeah, but you don't have to rake, (laughs) you don't have to rake all the money in. Let's say you're finding yourself, you're living at home with your parents. You don't have a job. You're trying to start your business. Um, Okay. Do you know what? If I say business, then it puts a different sort of thing to it. But um, yeah, you're up. You're a bum. But okay, you want wow. you want <laughs> you want someone else. You want companionship because we're human beings. We need you know love and things like that. So would you be like, oh yeah, no, he doesn't love me. He hasn't paid for no, my dinner. No, I don't think it would for. be. I don't think it would take away from the love. The person can love you, but whether or not mum would have settled for that to be the person that she has a child with is different. So she can be in love with the person. Well, I'm not saying that she wouldn't have chosen it. I'm just saying that the things that add up, that added up, that made me and Anne exist were the fact that it was both. He could, he could, he showed that he could provide, but also they had that bit too. So it's not just like, you would completely count out somebody out, but I think they might be a bit more short term. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I, I think it all comes down to expectations in terms of what the person is expecting or looking for in the other person. Obviously, if you're making enough money and then you find someone that's a bum, but you know they have all the other good qualities, you might overlook that because you've got you've got the money. You don't really need their money type of thing. Yeah. So it depends on what your expectation is. But I think my question is more about if that's the case, then why do we judge people that expect things that are more expensive? Like I just said, a Marc Jacobs bag. Maybe someone, that's how they see it as providing for them that's how they see that this person loves me because they're buying me all these expensive gifts and obviously if you're in a position to do it and you've done it before and then obviously that person stops doing it and then um you turn around and you're like what does he even love me because he's not buying me these things but you set the president at the beginning but you set the president to buy the gifts not to say the gifts were the fault was showing you you love them yeah but that's love some people's doesn't... love language so yeah. to them it would feel like that yeah but the love, you didn't fall in love over the bags, surely not. No, but it was part of what, the, their show of love. What, what attracted you to the person because they met your love language, which is you liked having gifts, but you also fell in love with the person. No, you, you probably fell in love with them because they're giving you, they, they give, they're doing your love language. They, they sort of, um, yeah. the, the act of them giving you gifts to them, that's how they view love. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of me. You can provide for me. Yeah. You can do all these things for me. And obviously, if you stop doing that, then they're like, mm, can you? I think, mm. I think if your love language is receiving gifts, it's not going to change. Yeah. So if the person then stops giving you gifts, clearly they don't know your love language. Point blank period. Mm-hmm. And um, then that's something that you need to figure out how you deal with that. Whether you talk to them or... Cut your losses, isn't it? I still um, stand by my point. If we go back to my to our parents, in that they were looking for a provider first in in their courtship or dating, and then the love came after. I can see why you'd say that completely, um, because the things that they were taking off were about seeing a provider, seeing mm. a responsibility, and then after that they were kind of falling in love. Because I don't think they would have just relaxed and let that go. Um, and just fall in love for the sake of it yeah. so much. But then mm. that's what you're saying, the same thing, like, Dr. Coolest point, um, 
that's like you saying that anybody whose love language is receiving gifts is only looking for companionship because they're falling in love over the gifts. And I don't think mm-hmm. that's a fair statement to make. Also, yeah, I do understand this love language argument, but I do think people are... They have numerous love languages. You don't just have... No one's 100% gift-giving. Yeah, but then why it's are we so assuming our parents are? No, no it, it wasn't a language. gift thing with our parents. It wasn't. I wasn't talking in the in those those kind of terms. Yeah, they're looking for a man in the sense you know that can provide. Which yeah, is in um, the sense of giving and them it was, things. And it was in that time, not no, giving not them things. things someone that's responsible. Someone that's got a job. Someone that you know isn't an alcoholic. Someone that's a real like adult. Yeah. And also, my mom that did actually mention showing that they care for you. So even being romantic, like being vocal about that was still important to her. But all of those things being consistent and together was what she was looking for. But that could be somebody now, but that just also has the receiving gifts. And it, it also enjoys having somebody say words of affirmation. It could to me, be, the difference isn't mm. big. Even though you're like, they don't need to receive stuff. You having a job and having some money is still advantageous to somebody who has uh, the gift receiving love language. Do you understand what I mean? You can't have yeah. one without the other. To some degree, I just treat those as very different terms. I don't think they're thinking about love languages. I and think they're too. a bit more practical they still than us. Yeah, I'm sure they did exist, but I don't think they were thinking that way. They were literally thinking, if I'm going to pass on my lineage, it has to be with this right person, mm. and they can't if be someone who's going to run off at any second. If, yeah. if either if, you're, you're... Sorry to cut you off. If either you're okay. saying that the love language existed in those times... Um, all the women back then, then their love language was receiving gifts. If yeah. that's the case, yeah. no, no, yeah. because it was. It, that I is that think... is what you're saying because they were all looking for someone who can provide, someone who can look after them. So if you're saying the love languages existed at that time, all those women phys- uh, receiving gifts was their love language. I think yes, was. I don't think that there's a history on love languages. People receive and feel love in different ways, and that's always existed. I don't think yes, they didn't call it a love language. But that doesn't change. You don't suddenly hit 2,000 and everyone has different love languages. It's the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. But I do think that, yes, you're right, but then that's a, that's in, <laughs> that's a different historical stage because what people wanted and what was the norm in that time for a steady relationship, if you were going to have a child, was financial security. We don't yeah. look at those things so much anymore. So it's not fair to say that that was their love language just because it was a norm for society. Mm. You couldn't, You wouldn't want to have a child with somebody with no money in that time because it was actually frowned upon. Now people just have children. Yeah, but that that was my point. Yeah, is that financial security was what your mother was looking for when she was courting your dad. Um, that's what she was looking for. It's not that it was her love language to receive gifts. I was saying that that's you know back back then they're looking for that first, and then the love will come after. Can this guy provide for me if we have a kid together? Is he gonna be able to feed this child? That kind of thing. And then they fall in love. That's how I see it. I'm not saying that was her love language. I see what you're saying. I I also wasn't saying it was a love language. I was just trying to say that it wasn't the only thing. Yeah, That's the point I was making. It's not the only thing. Um, Not that it wasn't one of the main contributors. Because for the time, that would make sense. Yeah, I guess um, comparing our parents dating in Uganda, not only was it a very different time, very different ways of seeing the world and, and gender roles, um if we compare to now and living in the most multicultural city, capital city of the world, um, another difference would be that you have the capacity to have interracial dating um, because we have so many amazing cultures and so many different people around us. Um, So my question to everyone is, firstly, your thoughts on interracial dating um, and have you ever been in the situation have your opinions of it changed as you've gotten older? As someone who is dating within their own race and ethnicity, um, I can see how easy it is in terms that we can relate to each other. We had the same upbringing. There's lots of, um, how do I say it? Uh, We understand each other perfectly in terms of, you know, where we come from and things like that. Uh, So... I guess uh, I've never had an interracial relationship, so I don't know what that's like. I can't speak on that, but I can see the uh, positives of um, dating within your own ethnicity more so than race, I, I guess, because that's different. Um, well, I, I understand what you're saying, Daphne, and I guess it must be, I've dated people within my own race and people outside of my race. Um, Yes, dating someone within your race is 
easier. Um, interracial dating, there are two races in, in the picture and the minority being black, it, it can be a little bit tricky sometimes to understand each other, um, especially when we are talking about like race issues. Um, at the end of the day, white people don't get it. Point blank, period. Um, I don't think any of my relationships, having dated someone within the race and outside of the race, have been um, in, impacted in any way, though, um, having said that. Um, I don't think one of them was any easier than the other. I think it's all about the human being, which I believe we are all one race, <laughs> which is a human being race. So um, I whether if I was dating someone within my race, would I have, would I have an easier relationship? I don't think so. Um, because at the end of the day, I'm dating the person, not the race. Um, but I do recognize that there are issues that, the other person outside of my race will not understand. When I say it's easier, I'm talking about those issues you just spoke about that we don't have yeah. because the person understands me. Okay. Um, yeah, I completely agree with both of you because I do think that in interracial relationships, there'll always be, there's no time, there's no interracial relationship where you don't discuss race. Mm. And it's always difficult because you'll never see the other race's perspective particularly when it's the ethnic person. The ethnic person is in a disadvantaged position um, in an interracial relationship that's not two ethnics mm. um, because they have to explain away their experience. And I think that is straining, but I don't think it's a reason... Like, personally, I've dated people outside of my race, um, both ethnic and white, and then also in my race. And all the major problems that occur in these dating experiences are not to do with race, but I think if I added race to them, <laughs> it would just be even worse. So I think it does come in a stage where it, it plays a role. But ultimately, that's not a decision maker for me personally. Mm. I, I think, um, yeah, kind of agree with bits and bobs of what you're all saying, because also it depends on your experiences as well. But I do have a higher threshold if I'm dating now, especially as I've gotten older and I'm, I've understood my identity. I have a higher threshold if I'm dating someone white because I expect you to have done a bit of work. Like, I don't want to be explaining basics to you. If I have to explain myself in any way, it's probably not going to work. And mm. in that sense, that barrier most often is race, especially mm. if someone hasn't dated someone black. You know, those are all like hand-holding issues. Um, you know, then I have to take on a lot of the things that you're learning about, and I really don't want to do that. So in that sense, that threshold is a little bit higher because I wouldn't expect, I mean, very rarely, someone of my race to be ignorant of me or confused well um i think that expectation you've got very high expectations because even when um this is the separation that daffin made about race and ethnicity someone who is the same ethnicity as you would not be ignorant but i found in a lot of cases even dating within my own race that people have ignorances towards different cultures mm -hmm. so you can still find the same irritating and tiring questions within your own race. And like, even if I think about dating someone maybe African-American, I'd still have to teach them everything about what Af some elements of East African culture are. It would mm. be just as tiring to date somebody, sometimes I feel like this, American and African-American. It would be the same because the way that the culture is displayed to them is different. I still okay. disagree. It would not be the same as dating someone white. Someone of my color has had a bit more of my experience. So me explaining to you that that person who in a restaurant isn't taking my order, maybe because of my colour, and you denying that, and me having to explain that, might not, I might not have to explain that to someone who's just mm. black in my race. That, so the threshold is a bit different, and that's a small example. That's one very small example. I get what you're saying, but I think in the case of somebody who's denying your, someone discriminating against you, that's already a flag. Um, but I'm saying to somebody who could understand that you might be discriminated against as a group in general, not someone who's completely ignorant. That's, what, that's um, the threshold. So if they can understand a bit of that, mm -hmm. then then I'm, you know, that's what I'm I'm looking to date. Yeah. I'm not expecting you'll know everything. I'm not going to expect miracles because you haven't had my experience. But there are basics that I'm unwilling to teach or to have someone deny me when I can see my, I'm like, this is happening. And you're like, nah, it's probably not that. And you're just like, that would be just a no. So this commentary is speaking to anyone who's an ethnic minority rather than just your race. Um... Yeah, no, I was saying I was saying my threshold for white people. I know, but I'm just saying everybody outside of that bracket then is the same to you in terms of the threshold. Uh, so like an Asian person, 
and a black person would be the same threshold for you, but then a white person would need to do more. A little bit more. Yeah. Because I do mm. think the ethnic experience is different. Um, but again, I do understand, like, it's it's multi-layered, you know, there's, I've had experiences with, within my race that haven't been great as well. So, you know, I'm not a black and white, I'm not a black and white person. <laughs> <laughs> Just <Cliche>. black, babes. <laughs> so, in terms of those <laughs> situations that you didn't put up with, um, just an interesting question. In dating life scenarios, how are you guys ending these relationships? Have you ever ghosted anyone? Have you ever been the ghoster? Oh, wait, what do you mean? Like, in messaging? Or, like, actually, we've been dating, like, ten dates and then I disappear? Dating isn't ten <laughs> dates, love. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ghosted someone or not? <laughs> um, I've ghosted in chats where we haven't gone on a date. I think it's reasonable because if the chat fades, you know... And that's not dating. Fine, cut that mm, out. Yeah, but yeah. when you've actually met at least once, no, I don't ghost. I'm literally, especially nowadays, after the first date, I'm like, so what's going on? Are we having another one? Or especially if we talk after the date more than once, I have to clarify what's happening. Again, communication. And more often than not, someone will speak to you for a week and a half. And then once I ask the question, they say, oh, we didn't click. Didn't you get that? Like, I didn't feel like we were getting on that well. I didn't feel it. And I'm like, mm. why are you still talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not a ghoster because I, I like clarity. I want to know what's happening so I can bin you and move on to the next one. Um, I haven't really ghosted anybody, but I'm very like... If it's not working, I will send you a text message and be like, sorry, like, mm, I don't think this is working. It's not you. I just feel like I'm not in that position. Like, literally, like, I don't have time to ghost you and then you're calling my phone, you're doing all of this and it's just a lot. Like, I'll just send you a text message. I don't even have time to call you. No, sorry. Like, quick text. It's not working. Move on. And then I block you because I don't want you to call me. Interesting, interesting. Um, I don't think I've ever ghosted anybody. I think I've, like, slowly faded out, though. Like, my response has become shorter. Oh. And that's when I'm figuring it out, which is not fair, but I'm figuring it out. Um, and, yeah, so it could... I, I could almost create a situation that fickle... That, that like, turns to nothing. Mm. It's a bit easier than being a savage. I'm a bit more, like, cooler. I have to have that final message. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I either ask the question or if I went on a date, like, I went on a date with this guy who was a bit of a people pleaser. Everything I liked, he liked. It was a bit much <laughs> for me. I was like, are you lying right now? Um, and then also he had the added situation where he'd only gone for black girls in the past. I was like, oh, flag. confusing flag, dynamic. Flag, flag. And also you're people pleasing. I'm not a fan of it. I wrote him a really nice text in my opinion, just saying like, I'm glad we went on these two dates and I've enjoyed them for this reason. But um, I don't think I was feeling the chemistry and I don't see it moving further forwards. Then I know I've kind of done the right thing because I don't want to be played around either. Yeah. So I try to make sure my actions are as close to that as possible, what I'd want someone to do to me. So what advice would you guys give yourselves after having all the dating experiences that you've had so far? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I moved quickly to the mic there. Um, I would give myself the advice earlier on to learn when to leave the date because mm. I'm very much like polite in that mm. sense and no one taught me... Well, I didn't. I don't know how, even with all these awful scenarios, I'm still sticking around. I don't know what that means. But... Um, <laughs> I can I can be tortured after 30 minutes and then I leave two and a half hours later. I'm like, why did I do that to myself? So if someone was to have told me much earlier, look, here are some tactics to exit the date. You left the oven on, whatever you have to say because you're already uncomfortable. And then mm. now because you're polite, you're accommodating a scenario for them to feel comfortable, even though they're not making you comfortable. Um, you know, just do it. Just say it and leave and you'll be happier for it. And it's yeah. a strong way of leaving a day. It's okay it's okay to do that. Um, that's what I would give. Yeah, I, advice. I completely agree with what you've just said, Miss um, Lalakenge. If you want to leave a situation, that's the advice I was saying. Do not stay. Walk out. Even if it's five minutes and you're not feeling it, you can always just walk out. Don't be a people pleaser. Uh, <laughs> mm. I've actually left a date like after like 30 minutes in because, <laughs> no, he was just extremely rude. <laughs> Like how are you on oh, your yeah. how are you on your phone? Are you kidding me? No, I actually grabbed my things after we had ordered. No, obviously we're waiting for the food. Picked up my stuff and left because I was like, I'm not doing this. This is not for me. No. Mm. Um, I think in terms of advice, I would give myself is to stop giving people second chances. Like mm. once someone shows you who they are, like just cut it. Literally cut, cut, cut. So um, yeah, that's probably like the advice I would give myself. Just stop doing that. Um, yeah, my advice would be to ask the hard questions 
the whole time. I think you walk away with more of your pride getting all the answers you need when you need them than you do when you think you're being like, oh, I don't want to be too much. Or I, saying this too early will mean that they think that I like them. No, ask the questions, get your answers, deal with what you have to deal with. If the person is not willing to be honest about what they're doing or what they're feeling, then it's already a red flag. So yeah. deuces. Um, as you've all heard, there is a lot in terms of dating. Um, there's so many things to consider, expectations, and um, all the various different variables that sort of um, are within the dating concept. And I um, hope you've all enjoyed hearing our experiences and um, do get in touch if you have some more interesting things that have happened to you on your date. We'd love to hear that. Um, hit us up on our socials. And um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye. Bye.